What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right. And your number to participate is 877-374-GRIND. Also, if you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that happened over the weekend that is sports related that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks. Call during the breaks and be patient during the breaks and the long segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Sports Grind. And also, if you want to stream the show live, don't forget you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment or go to my personal page and you can leave comments. I'll read those if I see those in real time on air. If not, then I'll respond to those later. And also, keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the episodes daily, you can always go to SportsGrindOnline.com where you can download the podcast Seven days a week, 365. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right. So it's Monday. Uh, Let's get the week started off right. Got a lot of stuff popping off, of course. Uh, The NBA playoffs and Calvin standards are officially got underway on Saturday with all this play-in game crap. So we definitely got NBA up and rolling. Got some big, I won't say big upsets, but we got some road warriors and we've got to talk about uh, all the action over the weekend and take a peek at tonight's uh, line. I think we got two games on the docket tonight. Um, also, you know, we don't talk about it this much on this show until really much about this time of year, but you have the NHL playoffs that are uh, getting going tonight on the ice. Um, and again, I know we've got Dante, who's our NHL expert. He sends, he tweets out uh, predictions every every time about this time. Um, now, I will say, I haven't, usually years, I pay attention a little bit more closely to the season than I have this year, uh, kind of with all the business and company changes and, you know, getting shows syndicated and business stuff and everything, kind of get like, okay. But I've paid attention enough to know a couple things. One, and if I get a chance to before we get out, I'll kind of look at the uh, odds here. But I can tell you right now, one of the things to me is the Boston Bruins and everybody else. I want to know if anybody is going to be able to beat the Bruins. And I don't claim to be no ice expert, okay, but I know they've set records for scoring during the year. At one time, damn it, they had, if I'm not mistaken, they had like a 14-game winning streak or something like that at one time. And some of these were comebacks, too. Um, the experts tell me, the Barry Melrose of the gang, tell me that they're deep at all positions. Um, some people think the New Jersey Devils might be somebody that can test with them for the for the cup. Um, one of the things also that I feel, and I could be wrong, and I'll let somebody, Dante, correct me if I'm wrong. But I will tell you that one thing, and I meant to bring this up Friday, uh, but of course, NHL, we prioritize on this show. That one of the things that I haven't heard too many people bring up, but I think it's kind of odd, and I don't know how often it's happened or when's the last time it happened, and I think, because I haven't looked at the whole brackets, but one of the things I noticed, um, this is an NHL playoffs that is not going to have 
Sid Crosby or Ovechkin in the postseason. And I would like to know, when is the last time that has happened? Is that happened before? Is it that common? But I just know this is this is not really being talked about even on a national level, people that cover hockey. But I'm like, damn, when's the last time? I'm a pa- I'm, I'm, I don't even consider myself a passerby in NHL. Well, I guess you could consider myself a passerby NHL fan. Uh, it only took me years to really basically figure out what icing was. But I still don't know really what can you know contains of somebody getting two minutes or three minutes or four minutes in a penalty box. Still don't understand why a sport that has a goalie position involved still allows you know fuel players or ice players if you want to say to use their hands. I still haven't understand that. But I know enough to know that that doesn't happen that often. And you're looking at one of the two of the greats, and they're kind of joined at the hip with each other uh, over the years. But either one of those teams, if I'm not mistaken, the Capitals aren't in it, right? They didn't qualify, and I don't believe the Penguins did. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I I know enough to know that the Boston Bruins are going to be a juggernaut uh, to kind of beat, you know, in a four out of seven. What do you got? Yeah, when you look at the uh, championship odds for this year, Bruins uh, top spot plus 330, the Avalanche defending champs plus 650 behind them, Oilers, Maple Leafs, Hurricanes, and Devils. Uh, kind of filling out behind. And if you look at the Avalanche, I mean, like you said, good point, Jonah. They're defending champs. Um, you know, uh, they're looking to defend their title. <laughs> if you look at going, we'll get to them here shortly. But you look at the Nuggets. You know, they sent a message last night. We'll talk about that game. But you look at the Avalanche, have an opportunity to repeat because uh, they are, a, a, you know, a formidable opponent. And then you got the Nuggets that have a chance to win the title. And that could be maybe possibly two titles in the Colorado region. And they you know they tell you things come in threes. You know, but with that said, you have the hockey getting playoffs getting going on tonight. MLB, uh, pretty much uh, the race winning streak. The thought of 162 and 0 is out of the window. I kept that going as long as I could. Uh, they they fell to the Toronto on Saturday or Friday. I think it was one of the two. Uh, was it Friday? Friday and yeah. Saturday. So they lost two in a uh, row. So after yeah, after winning thirteen in a row, they dropped two consecutive. A bounce back yesterday with an eight-one victory. Well, um, yeah. So they're pretty much um, done with their winning streak. Uh, the Rangers defeat the Astros last night. Uh, you know, in baseball um, up there in Houston. I know Houston won the day before. You know, the Rangers. I'm gonna. I can't wait till after I get out of this playoff basketball mode because, you know, I've said it before how I feel about Bochi, but I think the Rangers might have some young pieces on their hands. Uh, in regards especially that kid at third base I think it is but look they they you know they're above 500 managing and coaching matters in big time sports we're seeing this more than ever uh Bochy's one of the best to ever do it and he's got the Rangers early on it's early very early uh you know I know Slavi's always telling me man don't even pay attention to who a team is after 30 games until after 30 games but you know there are a few games above 500 so they basically get a victory in the battle of the boot or whatever the hell they call it so you got that going on uh did I miss anything on fight weekend this week did anything go down on the weekend uh in the octagon of the ring Mr. Clark well, I think the biggest story out of boxing from this last weekend, I mean, we're getting ready for Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia finally mm-hmm. here this Saturday. Wow, uh, that's this Saturday already? This Saturday already, yes, sir. Damn. And it's an early card. Uh, be sure to note that. Um, so it's an a- early evening. It's not like it's an afternoon fight. Um, but anyway, uh, 
Joe Joyce uh, getting TK or uh, getting knocked out the other the, on Saturday to Jay Li Zhang um, for uh, his interim heavyweight title. Uh, Joyce held the interim heavyweight title. Uh, you know, of course, you try to defend your interim title for a shot at the undisputed, but um, uh, he got knocked out. So that was mm. that was a surprising over the weekend. But a UFC card, it was good. Uh, but that was that was really the big shocker. He was a, he was okay. a, in some some books you saw him minus one thousand as a favorite. Uh, uh-huh. Most of them minus nine hundred. So it tells you a little little story about that. Okay. Also, NFL. You know, we're about almost a little over a week away from the NFL draft. Um, the other news, a little coming out. Of course, you know we got big news and a contract today. Uh, but other news coming out of late. I know uh, Bryce Young. Uh, has pretty much canceled the rest of his pre-draft visits. I believe the last team he met with was the Texans. So what that tells me is that I think he's got confirmation. If you look at the odds of future odds, which I'm telling you, man, Vegas is going to eventually stop taking bets on this. I really believe because this is just too much. It's so easy to have inside information on this and all that. I really believe you're going to start seeing some books as legalized gambling continues to go on. You're going to see some books that's going to end up, I believe, across the country, stop taking futures on picks. But, you know, everything's at fair game right now. But I will tell you that what this tells me with Bryce Young canceling the rest of any pregame, I mean, excuse me, pre-draft visits, he's got reassurance he's going one or two. Now, he's a minus 1,000 the last time I checked to go number one overall. I, I've been saying I think that's who the Panthers are going to take. He is absolutely a franchise. Forget about what's going to happen on the field, but I think the way he would handle himself off the, off the field and really in the community, that is a guy that you don't mind being the face of your franchise. So we're a little bit over a week away from draft happening. You've got other rumors circulating. You know, there's some Cowboys rumors in regards to will they do anything or move up to get B. John Robinson. You've got that going on uh, and you've got rumors of other teams uh, going on I know you told me that basically Pittsburgh there's rumors floating around that they might be trying to move up to get Carter I, I think it's more of you know people projecting trades but where there's smoke there's fire you know uh, right. lots of guys don't just come up come well some of some do right come up with it out of nowhere uh, but that's a move you can totally see Pittsburgh making um, you know, yeah, they have their offensive needs, but if you can really, you know, put it all, uh, put a lot more into that defense. Uh, T.J. Watt's health over the last couple of years has been iffy. Right. Um, so if you can kind of shore up the pass rush, take less pressure off him. Uh, and right now, with what's going on in Baltimore, uncertainty in Cleveland, and you know, as, as to what Deshaun Watson looks like, you might feel like you're the Pittsburgh Steelers that you can maybe do something for a wild card spot. Yeah, well, in regards, before I get to my Carter take and before we transition into basketball, um, first of all, Deshaun Watson's going to be fine. Deshaun Watson's going to ball out. This is on Stefanski, okay? I'm telling you this right now. This is on Stefanski. Deshaun's with a full offseason of being clear ahead, knowing he's going to be there week one, no court dates, no docket resets. He going to ball out, man. This is on Stefanski, all right? Uh, but moving on from that, back to Carter. Look, I told y'all last week all this stuff about Tennessee rumored to be moving up, trying to trade up from 12 to 11, uh, wherever they at from 12 up, you know, in regards to the Raiders. Hey, look, Carter, despite what happened, the unfortunate incident that happened in Georgia, him leaving the scene, Carter is not past. He's not getting past the Raiders. What is the Raiders pick? Like seven? I think there's seven. He's not getting past there. I'm, I'm damn sure he's not basically getting past 10. 
Okay, and I believe, and I said this last week, some of these teams you're rumored trying to move up, it's not all just about the quarterback. It's about him. And I will tell you this. I'm not trying to call a shot. I'm not saying this is going to happen. But remember, there is a very good possibility that D'Amico Ryans can be taking Carter at two. They've got the 12 pick. And they've got Cleveland's first round of pick again next year. And a guy has, the brother has a six-year contract. Granted, they need a franchise quarterback. I don't think Mills is that guy. There's nothing they really done in free agency to make that they can go find that guy. But I will tell you, he's a defensive mind. And I believe when you look in this draft from the people that I, you know, credibility, you know, their views, without a doubt, when you poll GMs and you poll executives, Bryce Young and Carter are the two best players in this draft going in overall. Now, does that mean they're both going to have the best careers out of everybody in this draft? There's not a sleeper everybody's sleeping on? I'm not saying that. But just off of tape and and, and, and a full body of work of tape, those two are the best players in the draft. So, to me, Raiders got to be everything about defense. So, even if nobody trades up to get Carter, the other teams, we see quarterbacks go four out of the first five, three out of the first five picks, he ain't getting past the Raiders because I don't believe the Raiders are taking a quarterback at seven. They need too much help on defense, and you got Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, that's the way I see that. But we'll circle back to NFL because I had to talk to the owners. So, supposedly, not all, but there's some owners out there that are upset with the commander's price tag ticket, and I definitely have my comments with that. But we will start in the National Basketball Association because it is playoff time, and playoffs in any sport always takes premium here on this show. And we will start with the action that took place um, on, on Saturday. And let's start with the defending champs. Uh, that go down uh, in Sacramento for Sacramento's first playoff victory in over 15 years, first playoff appearance, and I guess they got to light the beam. I had no idea this was a thing in Sacramento, and I've got the league pass. I watched a lot of Sacramento. I don't know, maybe I was sleeping at the wheel, but this light the beam, I know the four-letter network had a little special, like telling you how this became about. The Kings owned the idea. He wanted to beam up. I mean, it really got it going again, but this is crazy, just to light the beam. and After victory, home, and even on the road, Oh, they started doing light the beam. Okay. Well, let me, first of all, I'm going to tell you this. Okay. Um, for the first half of this, I was at a bar watching this for the, that's hardly ever happens for me. And but, so therefore it didn't have the sound. But then when I was able to get to uh, a place where it had sound, look, they're electric in the crowd. Well, let me tell you something. They they still that ain't that ain't that old Sacramento. That that ain't they allowed in there, but that ain't Mike Bibby, Chris Weber days going against LA, Vladi Divac. They ain't that loud. But they were they were electric. However, what took place on the court, heck of a game. I think the only thing, and I was about to tweet this out, looking at the first half, I mean, the way Golden State came out and the way they were playing and looked like a total different team on the road. And I kind of knew they were because it's playoff time. I was about to tweet out, like, you know, the NBA really needs to shorten the season. I mean, I, that ain't even about the injuries that we're seeing going into this playoffs, the injuries that were surfacing the first, because this is what it's going to be about. It's gonna, you would think this is football take. But it's not. It's going to be whoever's the healthiest is going to win the NBA championship. I mean, we had injuries coming into this playoffs, and little behold, first game of seven game series in the first round, we got some key injuries to stars, like best players on the team. So this is going to be about who is the healthiest and who's got the deepest squad. But to this Golden State, hell of a game. I think it's going to be a heck of a series. I think Sacramento showed the poise, okay, that they've showed all year long. 
Okay, and let me tell you something, man. I, I mean, first of all, you can't say enough about Mike Brown in regards to the way he's had this team and the, the way they were looked like the, you know, the moment didn't overwhelm them. Okay, uh, but you know, even Mike Brown's coach, you know, that boxing one defense that they went to, kind of basically Golden State was waiting for it, but they kind of made some adjustments to it. But let me tell you where this game was like. Golden State pretty much, I think, was in control of this game all the way up until probably the first couple minutes of the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, defense is where they kind of made the difference. And I'm telling you, Gary Payton Jr. and and pretty much um, Wiggins, which I'll get to him, makes a lot of difference in the world for them defensively. But I, I want to talk about where I feel how that game ended and what could have been because we've got game two tonight in Sacramento. We'll see if they can light the beam. Two games in a row. I mean, God, I've been loving Sacramento and what they've done in Mike Brown. But I can tell you that's going to get on my nerves before the playoffs over with. But we'll get all to it when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Every time I need the hymen, throw that to the side. I get those goosebumps every time. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis Get a Dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. There's nothing like the rival of spring and the company smell of fresh cut prices in the air at Specs. Nobody does wine like Specs. With a Texas size selection of world class wines at lower prices, you'll find the perfect zine for the spring at Specs. That is Specs official sponsor of the sports grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. All right. 877-37-GRIND. 
All right, so keeping it moving, and let's stick with that game before we move on. So I thought this was a game, and tonight's going to be very interesting because I thought this was a game that Golden State really controlled for the most part until probably early on in the fourth quarter. Um, also, I feel this. Let's let's go back to the last uh, couple minutes of the game, or really the last yeah two plays of the game. Um, first of all, I think why Golden State didn't end up walking away victorious is because they really lacked up everything they were doing. Now, credit to Mike Brown. They made adjustments, but everything that they were doing defensively kind of stopped in the second half. I mean, Draymond Green really came out and set the tone defensively of what he's doing, and that's what he's supposed to do. That's the defensive anchor on that team. Um, so I thought they get, get, got away from that, but you got to credit you know, Mike Brown for making some adjustments. Uh, but if you go back... OK, um, and you look at the play where it's a one point game and Clay Thompson, OK, four time champion. Is they get a stop, they come, they're on a break. Clay's going. There's two defenders waiting for him right by the basket. And he elects to kick out to a corner to a guy that has not played in two months. Okay, had a somewhat okay game, but you could tell he just was still a little bit rusty. His conditioning, he, he was, he was, I was paying attention. He was grabbing shorts. That's always the sign to look for in somebody's conditioning in any sport. Because I remember that when I played it, usually fatigue, you start going down, grabbing them shorts. You kick it out to a guy that basically hasn't played in two months, hasn't really shot the ball too well from three point range that game. Where if you're a one point game, you didn't need a three. And again, this is just where we're at with the NBA, and it's so frustrating, man, because it, there, there's countless of games over the weekend that I've seen where, again, there's two things I've been preaching to y'all. It's obviously the lack of practice that they always say, we don't get as much time to practice in the NBA anymore. At the college level of the NBA, nobody, it seems like, practice, even does three-man weaves anymore. Because nobody ever can really hardly have a hard, they hardly can execute three-on-one breaks two, three, or fast breaks, period, like they used to. So instead of going to the basket where you are Clay Thompson, you're going to get that call because they're probably going to foul you, and you have an opportunity as what? I don't know. Clay's got to be over 70% free throw shooter that you're going to sit there and go to the line. At worst case scenario, you're going to go one and one and send the game into overtime or win the game, but you kick it out to Wiggins. Now, if this is Wiggins of last year, Wiggins had been in the form and he's been lathered and he's been there playing, okay. If that's Stephen Curry over there okay even Jordan Poole which I'll get to him I can understand it not Wiggins in that I, even first of all I thought they were basically catering to him a little bit too much they were calling his number a little bit too much I thought he got a little bit too many minutes that Steve Kerr gave him now granted you're trying to get him into shape in, in, in general but I just felt that through the course of that fourth quarter, they were relying on Wiggins to really hit shots, and he just didn't do it too much from the outside. He didn't have a horrible game, but that's a play that Clay's got to take to the hole to get fouled. Bam, you're sneaking game one. The other play, let's go to the last play with Stephen Curry. Okay. Um, now, granted, this is the best shooter that we've seen in mankind. But I do believe the play that was drawn up, it was a good play. I just think that Steph didn't realize because he had more time. To set, He didn't have that much time, but he had enough time to get set that could have probably had two feet on the ground in his normal rhythm instead of doing a one shot off the foot, one foot, three point, you know, opportunity. Um, that's one. Um, you got to give credit. And again, what Darren Fox did did not surprise. I've been seeing that from Darren Fox this year all along. 
all year long. He's gotten he gets busy in the fourth quarter. That's something that Golden State's going to have to be prepared for. But especially at home, Darren Fox, he gets it going in the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, also, what was my other, what's my other what's the other guard, my man? That's my mind. Um, you think about Malik Monk. Malik Monk, man. He's got that dog. I mean, Malik Monk is a is another reason what basically allowed them to rally and then take the lead. And I think that pretty much, you know, um, Fox started to feel feed off of that, you know, to get him going the fourth quarter. Keep in mind, these are two Kentucky Wildcats. They used to be two teammates back in the day. They came together. I've told you Sacramento's going to be a problem from years to come. I'm still sticking with Golden State. I told you Golden State's going to get one of these games, I believe, in Sacramento. Um, I don't know if it's going to be tonight. I don't know if they're going to go back, you know, down 2-0 and have to win. I will tell you that I've got them winning tonight. But all I've told you before the series, I'm picking them. Because I believe all they've got to do is win one game in Sacramento. Because I don't believe the Kings, as season of yet, is able to go beat Golden State and Golden State. Because Golden State, even when people have been out of lineups, they've been hurt. They're a way different team at home. And the last point I'll say about this game, uh, Jordan Poole. I've said this before. I don't condone fighting teammates. That's not what I'm saying. I wasn't even nowhere thousands and thousands of miles away from that day back here in 0210 San Antonio. But I can see why Draymond won the kick Jordan Poole's ass. Jordan, look, you got to remember, I've watched Golden State from the start of this thing. Pieces come in and out from Bogut to everybody else they've interchanged through this dynasty run. I've never, and even in the NBA, it's been a while that I've seen a player coming from the road that Jordan Poole had to come from. And knowing how he was before last year in the finals and before getting the bag, I expect, we just stick to NBA. I don't want to think about other sports, but I can't remember a player in the NBA similar to the way coming up like Jordan Poole did that I've seen change a little bit based off of contract, ability, and pretty much getting all the love for winning a championship. Jordan Poole, op- and this comes down to Steve Kerr, and maybe they've given the green light and all this, but, you know, they've given Jordan Poole sometimes – thinks he is Steph Curry it's good when he gets going but sometimes he'll hit shots he'll pull up shots that just doesn't make sense and again the Golden State Warriors it is amazing because this is nothing that's happened just this year that happened overnight it is amazing that this team has four titles and the fact of how much trouble they have protecting the basketball and that is another thing that's going to have to change if Golden State is going to move from this round against this team Sacramento they've got too many scores they can score any kind of well and they can make that go from zero to 100 real quick in turnovers Golden State State is going to have to take care of the ball. This should be an electric, because I'll tell you this right now, Mike Brown is going to have Sacramento trying to come out. He knows Golden State is coming out swinging, and he's going to have Sacramento ready to maybe absorb that first punch, but this is another game tonight that basically should come down to the fourth quarter. 877-37 grind. All right, so on to the next game, okay, uh, which would be the next game on the docket uh, pretty much that took place, you know, going into Early on, well, first of all, we got going with Philly and um, with Philly and Toronto, uh, right? Philly and uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah, yeah, Philly and Brooklyn. Look, um, I, look, Jock Vaughn, what he's done with Brooklyn is just amazing. I mean, Philly did to Brooklyn what I thought they should have done and what they're done. I told y'all Friday, this should be a gentleman sweep. At, if Philly is who they are, this should be a gentleman sweep at best. Or sweep. So we can kind of move on from that because there's really nothing to see here. I think they're undermatched a little bit, but Jock Vaughn has done a hell of a job considering the pieces he's lost and the power power he lost, you know, pretty much at the all-star break or the trade deadline as well, too. Uh, so we can move from that game. 
Um, let's go to my the Knicks, the Knicks in Cleveland. Uh, there was a lot of question on what the availability was going to be for Randall. He did play. Um, you know, the Knicks, I told you, I like the Knicks because of defense in this series. Uh, you know, to go on the road and still – Game one in Cleveland in Quicken Alone's Arena was very impressive. You're talking about Nick's first playoff win in a game one and since 1999, I believe they said. It's been a long time. Um, I think the Knicks are going to be victorious in this. Now, Cleveland, they're not going to lay down, but I just think that the defense for the Knicks of what you see is the reason why they were able to be victorious and went ahead and won that game. Okay, uh, Moving on to Miami and Milwaukee. Okay. Let me, let me tell you something, man. And I've told you, I haven't felt this Miami team all year. You know, Milwaukee, I felt like they are a team, not just the East, uh, but overall, that could really win this whole thing. If I'm not mistaken, and this is off the top of my dome, but if I'm not mistaken, I think the Miami Heat finished the season ranked 27th in three-point shooting. There's 30 teams in the NBA. Miami shot the three-point shot in that game against Milwaukee like they were the number they were the top three team in three-point shooting. Um yeah, 60%. I mean, come on. Now I, I will tell you this, I'll bet you a dollar to a donut that they ain't gonna shoot 60% at when they get back home. Not for the whole series, not saying they can't have another game. Uh, but I will tell you this. Also, the way they use this is what I've been waiting for since they acquired them. And maybe this is this is why I spoke coaches and I just do radio for a living. But Kevin Love, that's the Kevin Love that I thought once they acquired him that they were going to use him. Maybe it's just what you're seeing now with, again, with an 82-game season and these old veterans. I mean, Kevin Love got gray on the side of his head. I'm like, damn, Kevin, you got more gray than I do. I'm like, go team, man. It's damn to see you turn gray. I remember you coming out of UCLA. But this is one of those things that, you know, you see that teams are just saving their guys for the playoffs. Some of these veterans, because the playoffs is what matter. Jimmy Butler had a heck of a game, but defensively, um, they gave him fits. Now, the big story coming out of this is the Greek freak, okay? Um, he tried to stay in on that fall with the back. Uh, you could tell he was barely moving. They're going to have an MRI. They're going to monitor him game to day. I do believe you're going to see the Greek freak back at some point in this series. I don't know if you'll see him game two, uh, but I don't believe that he's going to be out this whole series. But when he went down, it was like somebody just went in, basically popped a balloon in the, the deer. And, the, you know, they feared the deer. That that whole arena was just, it, it was never the same. I mean, it was never the same. And, and I knew that basically it was going to be challenging for them to even beat a Miami team, that team that got rolling, got going to go. So you've got the eight seed that goes on the one seed to pretty much go ahead and take care and steal home court advantage. Now, Coach Bud, this group's been together for a while. They played without Giannis before. I still like Milwaukee at a long term in this series, but they're probably going to be in a dogfight, especially if Giannis, because even if he goes in game two, he's not going to be 100%. So I think with Giannis's injury, um, this that's and by Miami taking game one, this has probably turned this into probably a six or seven game series. And you about to watch the front runners at South Beach show up when they get back to Miami. I'm telling you, they'll, they'll be electrified. They've been subdued through the play-in game and through this and this. But they come in here, and they are, they, it's tied 1-1 coming from Milwaukee, or they come up, leave back 2-0. That crowd's going to be electric when that series returns back in action um, tomorrow. That's tomorrow, right? 
Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, let me double uh, let me grab that. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the odds here. So now when you look at um, how this kind of matches up, I mean, well, how, how do you think that Giannis reports today uh, x-rays were clear? Um, so it's Budenholzer today saying, uh, you know, it's really just going to depend on how his back feels. So they're optimistic for game one. But, I mean, how do you think that impacts those? Because you did your predictions, mm-hmm. you know, last week. How do you, how do you how are you feeling about this? Because you took the Bucks. You know, it was I think everybody took the Bucks. But yeah. what do you do with this now? What with the injury with Giannis? I'm still gonna, I, you know, I've got to we we stick uh, with game our picks. Two is Wednesday, by the way. Okay, Wednesday. So we still have an extra. That kind of helps. That helps Giannis a little bit. I'm still we stick to our picks on this show. I'm still sticking to the pick. Um, if you ask me the confidence in it, I mean, without Giannis, of course, that's a game changer. Even if you got Giannis and he's only seventy percent, Miami's defense is what's going to really make this series lengthy in general. I still don't think that Miami's going to shoot sixty percent from three point land uh, this whole time in this series. I don't think that, uh, but I will tell you that um, it will be more of a little bit of struggle without Giannis being 100%, but I still think Milwaukee would have enough to get it done. Um, you know, I, that's that's what I feel. I, I think the injury, the way they can, and them still in game one probably turns this in to a lengthy series. Eight seven seven three seven grind. What else you got? Well, another big injury from that game, and I know you've downplayed his importance. Well, because he's 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 here he's here and there, but right. when they need a hero, Tyler Hero has stepped up, and now he's dealing with a broken hand. Um Look, yeah, I mean, look, Tyler Hero, they need all the points they can get. I mean, he gives you some points. I've just been on Tyler Hero just know, hey, since the bubbles, since 2020 in the ballroom in the hotel, we found out the next few years he's a role player. Uh, but definitely that's a body, that's another scoring opportunity that's going to hurt them. And, like, that's why I opened the show and say this is really about going to be about injury. You think we're talking football playoffs but this is the nba and it's going to come down to who's the healthiest but definitely it's going to be somebody uh that they're probably going to miss and and you got to be careful if you're milwaukee because even though old man sutter and i think he's on the back nine of his career but kyle lowry in the playoffs can sneak up and bite your ass and have one of them games and you look up all of a sudden kyle lowry chipped in like 28 he didn't hit four three-pointers that's kyle lowry so again they i think milwaukee i think miami's got milwaukee's attention now especially they know that their leader and former mvp and world champion uh Giannis is banged up. 877-37 grind. Also, moving on. Memphis, the Lakers. The Lakers go down to the grindhouse and get game one. Now, I picked Memphis to win this series. Um, I knew the capability of Lakers defense. And of course, you're talking about LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, but Lakers, you got to give them credit. Um, and Anthony Day, I'm think I'm watching that. And Anthony and I read. And you know, I look. I'm always been good to be able to read lips. And Anthony goes, I'm reading this. Oh, I can't feel my arm. I'm like, you know what? If this guy doesn't come out of this locker room in the second half, and we're just getting this started. If I'm LeBron, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I don't know what they shot him up with. He lost sensation in it, but I don't know what they did. I think he got healthy just by the Death Star of LeBron. Like, you know what? Let me tell you something, man. You don't get your ass up out of here back on that court. And, of course, he came back out. They're going to have a problem with AD on the glass, and I've told you this all year. I thought Memphis was a team that was trying to bully their way uh, through the Western Conference. Now, of course, big story out of this game, John Morant. Okay, John ja Morant. Um, we know the hops John ja Morant has. 
When you get that high, sometimes John Morant's head has been above the rim. The rim regulation, I, I have a bad memory as I go, get older. Um, but I think that you're talking about 10 feet regulation. So sometimes John Morant has had it. So he's been about 12 feet above. When you fall like that and you come down and, and trust me, you everybody say, well, why did he brace it? When you like that, you don't know how you're going to fall. You know you're going to hit and you don't know. And it's natural human reaction to stick your hands out or stick something out to break to brace a fall. When he, when he darted straight to the locker room, I thought for sure the hands were broken or something, but I knew that that was a wrap. I'm like, you, most guys would get there. No, he went straight to the locker, and this is a playoff game. And, and it's obvious the Lakers were coming to play, so they needed them. Um, now, unlike Giannis, I don't think you're going to see Ja back this series. And if you do, you're talking about maybe a game seven or six. No Ja, no advancement. They're not beating the Lakers without Ja Morant. They're just not going to do it. Um Ham is probably, I mean, I will say that just off the fact the way the Lakers play defense. Because at that time, you can center on Dylan Brooks. I mean, I understand Jackson's there, but you can you can center on Dylan Brooks. And other than that, you should be okay. Because I can tell you this, LeBron's a veteran. They're coming to try to take game two as well, too. They know that they smell blood in the water. It's a wounded animal. John Morant has already pretty much told everybody that his status is in doubt. Um, I know you had. Uh, do we have to talk? How much we got? We'll get into that on the flip side. Yeah, we'll, the yeah, yeah, we'll come up on the flip side. I want you to listen to Job because, of course, he's been a topic on this show. Um, and if you look, you sound, if you listen to him, you do sound like a guy that's pretty much like he's just down on himself. Just down on himself. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to listen to this clip, but sometimes I feel like tell Job. You know how you can just call your bank and you get the automated for like for balances? Like, I want to check my balance. Like, John, man, pick up the phone and call your bank and listen to the balance, man. Get Come on, man. Like, I understand there's a lot of heat and attention on you about packing guns and everything. But damn, man, you're in the NBA, man. You come from Murray. But hey, man, like they say, there ain't a price tag on what you feel in your mind and personal freedom in general. We'll get to more of the playoffs when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind, 877-37-GRIND, your number. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, 
Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.